am I what I do or am I who I am? And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is the last day of 2018. Hard to believe that this year has gone by so fast. But God has been so faithful, as always, through this year. And today, we have Stephen Furtick joining us. And he's talking to us about our calling and how so many times, you know, we think our calling is something and it's kind of set in stone and we hold on to this thing. And and really, you know, God asks us to follow him and to obey him and to serve him and to glorify him and to, you know, continue to improve who he's made us to be, that we're more in his likeness. And, you know, like, like I said, we hold on to this idea of what we should do. And really, all that God has called us to do is follow him and just trust him. Here's Stephen. The, the term calling mostly as a human construct is a way for us to try to describe uh, a bunch of fragments and make things not feel random because calling in a biblical sense, is more general, that God has called us to himself. And what we want that to mean is that we have a specific path that we're going to understand from the outset, and then we can guide our lives by it and not waste time on things that aren't a part of that. And that's a human construct. That's nowhere in the Bible. Um, There's no, I can't think of any evidence in the Bible that people were given a itinerary for their life, and then their life followed that itinerary. It's much more, if you just want to use a simple analogy, it's much more like riding with your GPS without the directions tab to see the next turns. It's much more next turn. And it just is. It has to be. It has to be on every level because you're going to understand certain things in one season of your life as being the ultimate goal that are actually just for you to find out that you didn't like that or you, that wasn't it. So I think a lot of people have an imprisonment to their, their concept of what their calling was, and it's unnecessary that God called me to blank. No, all God called you to do was glorify him. All God called you to do is like pursue wholeness. All God called you to do was live out of authenticity, you know, honesty. That's the calling. Anything other than that, um, we should probably use another term for. And I think it's done a lot of damage. I don't think it's just semantics because this idea that there is a calling kind of guided me in my 20s. And a lot of what I preached then was from my construct of, I have a calling as a preacher. Now, what's yours? Well, the fact is, I just kind of found it early. What I was good at, I was able to work on that early. I got opportunities early. Not everybody has that. And so... Then, then it's become now something, I can talk to you about my own experience if you want me to, but it's become now something that this role is not at all what I thought it would be, but it's exactly what I dreamed of doing, but they couldn't be more different. So even if you do what you set out to do, it won't be what you set out to do. It'll be the reality of it. And that's whether you do ministry or whether you are parenting or anything. Did you get to hear my Joseph teaching from Inside Elevation, session one? This is the dream, or I think I called it something else, but the idea. Did you get to hear it? 
is so relevant, but it usually is something you're only ready to hear when you're 40. But I think you can hear it earlier, and I'm coming up on 40. It's really a sermon about disillusionment, but it's not about the danger of disillusionment. It's about the necessity of it. And if you can receive it at 25, I wonder how much less energy you'll waste agonizing over finding it. Because what it basically says is that God, and and I won't re-preach it here. It takes an hour to build out the concept. Joseph saw something in his youth. He was the center of attention. He was the stalk of grain that the other stalks were bowing down to, the sheaf that all the other sheaves came and gathered around. The stars and the sun and the moon bowed down to him that represented his parents and his brothers. When that actually came to pass, he was actually 38 years old, which is kind of what's kind of connecting to me personally. Not that I'm Joseph, just I connected to that. And by the time that his brothers were bowing down before him, it wasn't shiny like it was in the dream. And he was at the center, but the reason he was at the center was to serve them, not to be the star. And the process of disillusionment is like you get the dream. God shows it to you in one form. And it looks shiny like the stars and the moon. Or you see, wow, I'm at the center. I'm standing head and shoulders above everybody else. So it's kind of like about your own importance. It's about your own specialness. It's about your own uniqueness. It's about all those things. And it has to be for a season of your life because that's what motivates you. That's what drives you. Greatness. And I just want to reach my potential. And I'm a, I'm a hustle. I'm a grind. I'm a this. I'm a that. Whatever, whatever. But then the second necessary process is where you go, Oh, wow. Because Joseph was crying. He was betrayed by his brothers. He had a lot of responsibility. He had a lot of stress. So it was the same thing he saw, but it wasn't the same thing he saw. It was the mature version of it. And so God uses those little things where you get here and you're like, wow, this is not even what I'm good at. God's like, cool, good. Because it's one of the ways he disillusions you. He discomforts you. He disillusions you. Yeah. And then you have to find out, well, am I what I do or am I who I am? That's you know? Because you probably identify with something that you've done that's gotten you attention in your life or gotten you props or whatever. So God has to put you in situations where you don't get to operate in that. And then you feel like you don't even know who you are. You don't even feel like you know how to operate. You don't even feel like you know how to do it. But that's a gift because that's like getting you to the core. That's getting you to a different layer. So the part I'd want you to hear at 25, the way you asked me the question, I don't know whether you can. I don't know whether you have to get exhausted to the point where you go, oh, and then you come back to it and you go, Pastor Stephen tried to tell me that. You know, my dad tried to tell me that. My youth minister tried to, whatever, you know, whoever's been in your life. I don't know I can say it, but at least maybe I can give you a framework so that when that's happening to you and it could be a disappointment Or sometimes a dream will come true and you'll go, I thought I would like this more, you know? Or you'll find fulfillment in something that seems maybe way off the map, but at least you'll have a way to recognize that that doesn't make it feel like failure or doesn't make it feel like a negative thing. So I would encourage you to, to abandon your your early 20s concept of a calling because it's a prison. 
And then you might, you might get in a situation where, you know, somebody's actually trying to help you see. You would actually really be great at that, but you're married to your first idea of what you were supposed to do. And like, you won't pay attention to your life. You won't pay attention to how God is using you, how other people are responding. So, you know, there's an openness that can be really helpful. I know that sounds like contradiction from the guy who's like, I'm going to be a pastor and I don't care and I'm going to start this church and don't tell me otherwise. But within that even, I've had to give up my idea of what I thought that meant and what I was supposed to be and how you're supposed to do it. And like, not a lot of my friends, if any, write worship music for their church that are pastors. I have friends that write worship music. I have friends that pastor. I don't have friends that do both. So I had to kind of like give up even within I'm going to be a pastor. I thought that was going to entail this, this, and this, and it's been so different. The way I lead, the way that my life looks. So just don't marry the mirage mentally. If that makes sense, don't, don't fall in love with that fantasy. Because then the reality of it will actually be great, but you'll compare it to the fantasy and you'll be disappointed in it. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, I'm Confused About My Calling. You can find out more information about him at his website, stephenfurtick.com. I hope you have an amazing day and happy new year to you, and I will see you in 2019.